0: Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. I've got Guy and Gary back with me today. So hi, Guy. Hi, Gary. How are you both?
1: Uh, Great, thank you. Nice to see you again. Very excited about this topic.
0: I know, yeah. We were just having a little chat, weren't we, before we started and then Guy had to stop Gary Midflow so that we could start recording it and not have to like lose our train of thought because we're all very passionate about it. So what we're going to talk about today probably sounds like it could be a bit negative, but it's actually anything but it's maybe the most animated. I think maybe the three of us have been for a while about a topic because we're very, very passionate about it. So we wanted to talk about the R word, recession, and people are starting to get a little bit nervous about it. And Gary, you just Had a brilliant line around why the recession is the best time for an entrepreneur to grow fast, which people will be really interested in. So, without further ado, Gary, I might just hand over to you if that's all right, and you can give us some thoughts about entrepreneurs and recessions and growing fast.
1: Yes, thank you, Nori. Yeah, I can get passionate about this because because it's so clear to me now, as a grey haired entrepreneur rather than a younger one, is that I've been around a few recessions and You can see the picture really clearly about, for an entrepreneur, a recession is the opportunity. It is the opportunity to either acquire or grow because no one else is doing it. That's the number one. And I think, you know, I'm not a genius. I've read Warren Buffett's book and his strategy. He holds on to all his cash until there's a recession and he piles in with, well, billions investing, actually. And the why is the key point The reason he invests in a recession is because it's a sale. There's two things going on. Companies are devalued massively because of a market situation that has nothing to do with the company, and a recession is temporary. Every single recession, if you look back over the last 100, 150 years, they last anywhere between six months and six years, basically, but we come out of them. So Warren Buffett is the lead idea. It's a sale time. He piles in in billions and the markets don't understand him. They don't get him. They don't value his company, right? His company's called Berkshire Hathaway. And they go, he's sitting with billions. He's an idiot. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, of course he knows what he's doing. He's been around a while, he's 92, and it's the most successful investor in the history of the world. So he piles his cash, waiting for the right time to pile in. And I think entrepreneurs, you know, it may not be acquiring companies, it may be. Because in a recession, what happens is companies become vulnerable. They get downvalued, which is false, because it's a recession, nothing to do with them. But also some other companies have overextended, they've borrowed too much, they've got difficulties, various reasons in a recession. Bingo, opportunity, Mr. Entrepreneur, acquire, develop, grow. The other key thing that happens in a recession that's worth talking about that I see very clearly is mainstream banks just pull up the drawbridge. They just go, no, we're not lending. And you can see it with personal mortgages, can't you? They're going from, it isn't long ago, I think my daughter got one for less than 2%. Now, it's nine. <laughs> it's like, wow. So mainstream banks either whack the rates up or just pull up the drawbridge and go, no, we're not investing anymore. Irrespective of whether you're a good company, good opportunity, they just go, no investment committee says no, so entrepreneurs it's not oh my god let's not invest not buy companies, not do things you just have to look for other sources of funds, which the best really is private yeah. other entrepreneurs other investors ancient investors because they see a bit more of what we've talked about previously rather than that that mainstream BBC
2: news doom gloom. Uh-uh. And why do you think entrepreneurs are different in their thinking, Gary? They just see things
1: real. They're comfortable with going against mainstream. And mainstream, BBC, negative, 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 is all doom and gloom, the recession. But actually, entrepreneurs can think differently. They have a mindset that says, actually, I'm going to think differently. And if everyone's running that way, I can run the opposite way.
2: It's a mindset, isn't it? I mean, it's the, the entrepreneurial mindset, I 100% agree, is very different to a corporate mindset. Corporate mindset is risk averse, hold on to my cash and hunker down yes. you know, yes. in a bad situation. And let's face it, we've, we've, we've had quite a few situations over the last couple of years that, have, of course, there's real issues, which is COVID and the Ukraine war. And potentially, we've got an upcoming recession. But I'm, I'm 100% with you. These events provide opportunity. You you know, we do hear stories, but not enough of them about how companies have dealt with like COVID, for example. So, you know, a coffee shop, there's plenty of coffee shops that when everything was shut down, they moved from being an in-person venue to going, oh my God, right. Okay. What do we do now? But the smart thinkers have gone, right. Okay. So what do we have that we could sell? I know we're going to sell coffee beans because people still want coffee, they're just going to have coffee at home. We'll sell some machines. We'll sell the yes. coffee beans. We'll provide a delivery service. And guess what? That got them through the difficult period. And then on top of that, they come out of it stronger because they've got a new revenue stream on top of the yes. existing one that they didn't have before. Before, yeah, and, yeah. And and you look at you look at the restaurants in you know my local town in Sandbach. Quite a few of them because we're a small town. We didn't really we got Uber each. Just, But we didn't have that over COVID. And so they provided either a drop-in service where you could order stuff through Facebook or online or wherever it was and go and pick it up. Or some of them actually provided then a delivery service. And guess what? That takeaway service still supplements their in-dining service.
1: That's it. So in other words, when they come back, the existing restaurant has the business it used to have, but now it has that delivery on top. Wow. Gin gin makers,
2: you know, the gin maker story where the gin makers, some of them then said, well, we've we've lost the corporate business. You know, they might still sell stuff in off-licences and stuff like that because people are drinking more from home. But what else can we do? I know we deal with alcohol. What does alcohol do? It's the base product for a hand sanitizer. Everybody wanted hand sanitizer. So the gin makers started making hand sanitizer and selling it. Yes. And, you know, there's so many incredible stories.
1: Yeah, it forces you to look differently, doesn't it? If you have the mindset.
2: And that's (laughs) my point, the mindset. So let's look at the opposite of that. And you're right, it's the mainstream media, the BBC News, the ITV News, you know, even Sky News, they report on all the crappy stuff that's happening. They are—they they are, they sometimes have the one token piece of good news. Doing it. It's almost like it's written yeah, in tears. It's
1: painful
0: sometimes. It is, Pain, painful, sometimes, it is
1: <laughs> painful. Oh, here's a little Labrador, nice little Labrador <laughs> licking somebody's face. It's like, oh, for God's sake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best they could do, right? And the reality is, because we and not to listen to that kind of stuff because it, it brings you down. And it's not a true representation of the good stuff that's going on in the world. It's not. There's it's not. so much good stuff going on in the world. There's so many bright people out there who are risking everything to solve problems that make the world a better place. And there's so much of that going on that you don't hear about. So we have trained ourselves, we've trained our mindset not to listen to the mainstream media more than we really yeah. need to. Or what I don't. Be. You know,
1: and, 20 years I am.
2: Yeah, and we read this stuff, the publications and the online stuff that actually tells us what's really going on in the world as, as well as the bad stuff. There's loads of good stuff. So it, it's having that mindset to filter out all the the negative news, focused on opportunity. What is the opportunity? That Whatever the bad situation is, there's always good opportunities to come out of those bad situations every single time. You know, you, you talked about grey-haired entrepreneurs, Gary, and I think I'm probably... <laughs> The definition of that, right, literally, if you could see this as a picture, but we 've seen the odd recession, but we 've also seen lots of events that have happened. You know, I started a business at the end of the dot com boom in two thousand and one. I started a pet business worst possible time to start a pet business, but I did it. We managed to make money every year, we never never ever lost money. We always made money every single year, and we increased every single year, even through the recession, even through the the dot com bust and Again, people made money through COVID. They switched what they were doing. They came out stronger out of COVID. But there's many companies that didn't. And the reason they didn't is because they had the wrong kind of mindset. They didn't adapt to the situation that they were faced. So one of the things I'd like to talk about, you've covered lots of ground, actually, on on this Mm. stuff. And I fully, fully endorse what you just said. I think one of the other things is that during a recession, you tend to find that people hunker down. They spend less money. They maybe make people redundant, and we'll come on to the redundancy thing in a minute, actually, because there's some interesting stories that have come out of COVID on that. But let's just say, you know, let's say there's a recession, and a lot of companies then the first thing to go out is the marketing budget. Now, I'm of the opposite opinion. During a recession, you increase. No, morning. i yeah.
0: waiting for Gary's opinion. <laughs>
2: Well, Just here uh, I go. if we have a recession, your marketing budget is going to go up, right? Because
0: Do I have one? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time Great we talked about that.
2: <laughs> You've put me right off now. Sorry, so, um, sorry. No, no, it's okay. So, listen, you want to spend more money because the reality is there is less noise in the marketplace during the recession. Yeah. Because people are not yeah. doing the podcast. They're not doing the advertising. They're not doing the pay-per-clicks. They're not spending money on the website, changing the messaging and, and that they're spending less money on that kind of thing. So if you spend more money on it, at a time when there is less noise, it's a multiplier. You are going to be heard. And the chances are you're going to win the business out there. There might be less business and you know we understand that, but you're going to win that business that's out there because you're making more of the noise and you're spending the right messages out there. On top of that, as I said before, you're also positioning yourself in the right way to come out of the recession having made the most noise and be the company that people turn to when they do want to start spending more money on the services that you offer. You're positioning yourself perfectly to grow way quicker than any of the other companies that hunkered down during the recession, during the because, event. Because,
1: yeah, a lot of, a lot of your consumers think you're a really strong company. Because you're growing in the recession, like everyone, Mm. you know, it's a perception thing as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I I massively agree with that. You know, I'm big in real estate and very few do it. But the really smart companies who have real estate businesses, that's the time. Recession is the time to put your capital investment in. Mm. But very, very few do it. The smart ones do. I'm working with, with a couple at the moment and our plans are to do just that because you get better value for money. Goes back to your point with the sales and marketing. Sales and marketing, not, not many advertisers. About well, not many builders have got much of thick order books. So you get better, and the, and the products go down. And actually, you position yourself, and you can think differently, ready for when it comes back. And then you position you position great. It's a similar like the sales and marketing budget. Actually, it's almost identical. Is the capital spend budget, which is oh no, we can't spend it, so let's hunker down. But actually, it's the opposite if you have the mindset. And you've got to have kahunis to do it because you're going against what most people do. Nearly everyone hunkers down. So you've got to have a strong board. You've got to have strong investors. And you'll never get a bank to agree, <laughs> to, <laughs> agree to, that, to that strategy, but your investors will get it. Smart ones will.
2: Just to add to the mindset thing, one of the things you can really do with the team around you and the people that you hang around with It should make sure they've got a, a similar mindset you know yes. so you know we've mentioned this many times Gary and I'm going to do it again because it's so important in our lives in our careers and, and helps us to achieve what we receive you know we're members of the strategic coach community now that is a, a community which is almost entirely a, a made up of people with similar mindsets to us to surround yourself with those kind of people really helps you get the confidence you need to do what you need to do during the tough times and actually come out fighting and, and make sure you win the business that's out there, make sure you position yourself so that when this event, whatever it is, ends, because everything's temporary, right? It always reverts back. It does. And be in the best position possible. And going back to the Warren Buffet kind of philosophy that you mentioned at the outset of this podcast, Gary, companies are not bad companies overnight.
1: they not. Just because the market's bad. Yeah. Why is the market bad in recession? I suppose, you know, big picture, there's a massive war that's that's driven up energy prices, so inflation has gone nuts. Well, what has that got to do with many mainstream companies? Nothing, actually. Nothing. Zip. So actually, the market is artificial for them. So those companies are still good companies, and they will be later.
2: And the same applies for the big companies to the the growing companies and the the companies that are, are ready for high growth. Yeah, they still the are kind of companies that we deal with. They're still great companies, they've still got amazing teams, yeah. they've still got an amazing product. What's yeah. changed? Like you say, it's artificial, it's temporary, and you should still back those kind of companies. And going to the point you made, and I'm gonna pass it over to you because you made it before this call, but actually You've already said that banks are not the people to go to. So who are the people to go to who have this mindset and will understand this kind of thinking? Who are they?
1: They're private companies. Most of them are, are smart private, either individuals or companies, which is really what we deal with. You know, we talk about large companies, but you're absolutely right. The small companies can still grow in this environment, but banks will withdraw because of their mainstream attitude. Private investors, private companies think differently.
2: And that's because a lot of them are successful entrepreneurs themselves who have kind of been through all this before.
1: Yeah, they get it. They're smart. They get it. They understand a good company, whether it's young, small, big, it's still a good company. And if we invest through this cycle, get them ready, they'll come out the other end. It shouldn't stop any investment or growth at all, actually. If you have that mindset. Now, look, look. We're not avoiding the obvious. If you have a massive company or even a small company, and you serve a certain sector and that sector's in trouble, then okay, you have to right, I'm going to retract because my income's going to go down, but where else can I benefit? What's the other clever, innovative things? Hold a couple of away days with your team. How are we going to get through this? What are we going to do? Who are we going to buy? What we're we going to do? There's a hundred things you can do. And you gave a couple coffee shops, I, I,
2: restaurants. Yeah, and they and have the confidence actually to use some of your cash reserves because if you've got cash reserves, which you know some companies do, some companies don't, but if you do, a recession's a time to use them. You could even, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier, Gary, you could even look for acquisitions because, you know, we we were laughing before the podcast where we were just chatting about the subject matter, saying it's, it's almost like a sale because there are opportunities to make acquisitions in Good companies, as we've said previously, that are strong, but the value is lower during an event, whether that be COVID, whether that be recession, whether that be you know, point of high inflation, whatever. They're still strong companies, but the price of buying into these companies is a lot lower. So take that opportunity. If you've got packages, use some of them. If you can get investment for all the Uh, reasons we've mentioned.
1: During COVID, I, I would say I had 10 companies come to me for investment because they were interested. I actually taught them round not to do it because I was offered 25% in a company and this company was great before COVID. Blessing the entrepreneur lost his bottle a little bit. I was going, I need some cash, I need some cash. Can I give you 25% of my company? And I'm going, look, let's just go back to basics. <laughs> You're a great company. You could probably get 60 grand or 80 grand off the government and not give them any shares. So go and do that first and then come back. And actually that's exactly what he did. He bought it from the government he didn't lose any shareholding, and he's, surprise, surprise, he's, he's in great shape now. But the panic scenario, because they, they listen to the news and everything else, is, I need some cash. I'm desperate. So they come. There are opportunities out there, but also they need to think logically and clearly and get a bit of advice for some gray hair entrepreneurs. <laughs> do happy for that, don't
2: we? Yeah, we do. Because
1: we've been through it before, that's the point. And you calm them down, look at the logic, where can you get your money? And don't just waft 25% of your business, your really hard business to somebody like me who could take advantage of them. You know, just think through it logically.
0: The other thing is obviously for people that are early stage startup, it's much easier for their heads to get turned, isn't it? And and it's not just about the news, but, you know, we've seen a couple of events ourselves where people, founders are starting to say, is it a bad time to do funding and sharing horror stories? So it's around being positive with each other as well. And, you know, speaking to people like you two that, you know, have been there and, and done it. And like you say, Gary can calm people down. And I suppose the only other question I was just going to ask, obviously, you are both having lots of conversations with investors. Is there any sign that you know their investment opportunities are wavering or have you got any kind of insight from, from that side of the fence around what certainly they'll be looking for or not looking for over the next 12 months or so?
1: Well, I think private equity on, the, on a larger scale, one of their key f- fundamentals is bank debt you know, because they they want to put as little equity in as possible. And therefore, bank debt is drying up, definitely. But the smart private equity ones will have had these examples shared and one or two are doing it, which is they'll fully fund it. They'll fully fund the first couple of years. They don't know how long this recession is going to last, but they'll buy a business, they'll fully fund it themselves, and they'll get the bank debt later. Because if you get bank debt now, it's way too expensive. Mm. So they'll just fund it later. They're the smart ones. And I think the early stage entrepreneur needs to go to the private sector. Now, it may cost him a bit more because the private investor wants a little bit more in this market because he can probably get quoted, what was it, four and a half percent in nationwide last week if you tied your money up for a year. <laughs> you know, if you think about that, that's probably the highest it's been for yeah. a decade, yeah, a yeah. decade in terms of your cash. So, you know, if an investor can just pop it into nationwide at very low risk, 4.5%, he may want to get a little bit more, so it costs you a little bit more. But, hey, if you believe in your product, so what? Cost you a bit more. Yeah. It makes me laugh because going back to the recession, I, I raised multi-millions pounds for a company because we are real estate, 2007-8. It's quite interesting, this. So this – I was just thinking this when we were talking. I'm playing out exactly what happened to us. So we needed to raise millions of pounds. We couldn't. The bank debt, the plots I had, <laughs> they were valued at fifty grand each. These plots, by a chartered surveyor, in the recession they were valued at zero. Oh,
0: All right. <laughs> I always had
1: a fight. I almost had a fight with the surveyor. I was like, what do you mean zero? It can't be zero. He said, "You won't get any bank debts. You can't build." That was his. That was his view. So it's zero. It's like, oh Jesus. Anyway, a lot of shoe leather later, we found a private investor. Who lent us millions of pounds to build. And it makes me smile now. In the company, that debt is still in the company now. And the new investors are going, Who did this deal with these guys? (laughs) Who did, you know, this is 15 years later. Who did this bloody deal with these guys? They're getting 10%. And and my response is: look, you weren't around at that time. We had to pay 10% on the money to get it built. The whole company would not have been built unless we did it. So I'm sort of just. Playing out what we did, really.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think,
2: and also at a lower level, there's there's different tax you can take, right? So, as Gary's kind of said, that it probably is not as good a time to raise money because it's going to be more expensive to raise at this point. Mm-hmm. So, rather than going for an A, as Series A, big million, multi-million pound raise, to get it back, get a bridging raise and and do it at a lower yeah. level. Mm. to get you through this, this period until things improve and then go for the Series A. So just, you know, push it back slightly down the road, carry on trading, carry on growing during this period. And actually that puts you in a way stronger position by doing that because actually what you've done is you've just traded yourself out and grown during a period that in theory you shouldn't have done according to the, the Yes. So uh, all of a sudden you're probably actually going to get a better A Series rate from an equity point of view than you would have done if you'd taken it at the earlier point so you can turn these things around and use it to your advantage you just got to think a bit differently from kind of thinking normal uh, mainstream thinking yeah yeah
1: not listen to all the bad stuff. so yeah not listen to it surround yourself with people who have similar mindsets that's a really good one guy strategic coat was great for us in in covid because you get on and it's like my God, all these people are pivoting, changing direction all around the world. All these entrepreneurs are buying new businesses. And it's such a lift. When you're sitting there, you know, you've watched the BBC News at six o'clock and everyone's doom and gloom. But entrepreneurs change things and they look at things differently and have the courage to to go after it. So I think that's a really important part.
0: Bro, and I think the third one is, be picky about where you're getting your advice from because those things you've just talked about guy around a bridging raise and things like that they plug for the ehe platform but that would very much be around some of the advice that we would be giving entrepreneurs wouldn't it around you don't need to do this and i know gary we've given advice before around when it has been the best time to look at a bank raise versus when it hasn't so making sure that you are kind of sent checking check in your, your plans, I suppose, and getting advice from people that have been there, seen it, done it, and, and got the T-shirt, which... I know you two certainly have, and, and the rest of the team have too. So really, really interesting. And hopefully for anyone listening, you know, it, it's not all doom and gloom. Like Gary says, it is a huge opportunity next year to to make sure that you you not just survive, but you thrive. And there are ways of, of doing that. And, you know, EHE and the, the team and the community are all about helping people. So hopefully we can continue with this type of content and help people get through the next few well, weeks I, and months.
1: i like to say, you know... I, <laughs> It's not in my vocabulary ever to talk about recession. This is the only time I talk about mm. it. There's loads of things buzzing around In the he we don't talk about it. We don't. No. We don't go. Oh no, my we god. Don't. We don't. It's no. not even. We just had an agenda this morning. Earlier this morning, it's not on there. <laughs> we're, we're still growing and, and driving forward, and I think just carry Mindset. on. Yes.
0: Mindset. Mindset. Yeah.
1: Carry on. Yeah. Carry yeah. on, guys. But it's 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 easy for us experienced people. I think the younger people just need to believe and do it and get through and just change that mindset of don't listen to the news, surround yourself with good people, think differently, be positive. And it's amazing because I just genuinely, any recession is honestly an opportunity and I never talk about it negatively. It's yeah. just what it is. It's just it's just the cards today. Yeah. Cards tomorrow will be different. As you yeah. say, we advise people sometimes go for bank debt, not private equity because it's cheaper. Yeah. Well, in this world, you've got to go for to private debt because the banks have run away. So it's just a different deck of cards, really.
0: Yeah, brilliant. That was great. Thank you both very much. If anybody has got any things that you would like us to cover or any questions you'd like to ask, then obviously please do get in touch with with us via the website and we'll pop all of the links below. Thanks, Guy. Thanks, Gary. We will have you back soon. Thank so you. Larry, you. Take Cheers. care. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.